What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Creature Feature, production of iHeartRadio. I'm your host of Mini Parasites, Katie Golden. I studied psychology and evolutionary biology in school, and today on the show, want to knows what we're talking about? I knows what we're talking about. It's noses. We're getting to know some of the most fascinating noses in the animal kingdom. From a fantastical cryptid to the real life incredible noses that you couldn't make up. Discover this and more as we answer the age old question. Why are bats? I mean, why are, why are bats? Joining me today to get nosy are podcasters and comedians, David Bell and Hannah Michaels. Welcome. Hello. Hey. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? I'm quite well. I'm sleepy. Ah. Yeah. Well, yeah. You guys are you guys are you like cryptids, right? That's correct. Yep. Or yeah. rather I do and I I I made you. That's correct. I don't not like cryptids. I've watched a lot of the X-Files. Right. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I think you guys aren't you aren't quite at the level of you are blogging about it 24-7, swearing that, by God, you will have your revenge on Bigfoot uh, if it's the last thing you do. But you're between that and being, like, uninterested, non-believers encrypted, right? It's, it's, it's mm -hmm. somewhere in between there, right? I yeah. I, I would say I don't believe in most of them, but that's part of my fascination. Right. That's part of what makes Bigfoot cool is that, like, Bigfoot is our reckoning with where we came from. Yeah. We, we're, we're nothing but mammals, so let's do it like we do it on the Discovery Channel. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah. But uh, I want to talk to you guys about a very special cryptid when it comes to evolutionary biology called the Nosewalker cryptids or Rhinogradentia. So I've never heard of these. I'm so excited. 
Yes. So they are a group of animals that German zoologist Gerald Steiner created. Or are they secretly real and the FBI just doesn't want us to know? Okay, no. Uh, they were invented with the intention of being very silly, but to mimic serious scientific description. In fact, Steiner's descriptions of these animals are so formal sounding and so scientific that they have been accidentally republished as real animals by unwitting journalists. And people will sometimes mistakenly believe they're real, even though they are absolutely ridiculous. So Steiner wrote the book, The Snouters, Form and Life of the Rhinograids, in which he describes 138 fake species of snouters in loving fake scientific detail. I love it. So wait, this is just a maniac? Yeah. Who, uh, okay, got yeah. it. Most cryptids start with just some maniac. Right. We just did Loch Ness. That was definitely a maniac. Yeah. Well, oh. there was the family who saw it across the road, and then and then it became a maniac. Um, he thinks Hitler killed Loch Ness. It, it's it a- sounds correct, oh, right? Damn it! <laughs> like that sounds like something Hitler would do. I'm very tired. <laughs> Just in general? Actually, I think this book was published in 1957. Uh, you know, the, the, the wild and crazy 50s when we just made up animals for fun. Like, this was before we had video games, so we had to write entire books about made-up animals in order to have a good time. But Steiner wrote, a, it was an entire book that describes 138 fake species of snouters in loving fake scientific detail. Why? Well, have you ever looked at the Star Wars wiki and seen how detailed people go on and on <laughs> about, like, Bado Greedo, the the Star Wars fictional thing where, like, the entire biology of porgs, it's fun. Yeah, oh, that- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, when I was a kid, I actually created a, uh entire species of animals called um, zooks that were tiny, like, microscopic animals creatures that were like these little bipedal ant-like things that had little antenna that had like a big orb on each end of the antenna and I, I wrote out this whole like like booklet about like they can lift weight up to 500,000 times their own their own weight and they communicate by rubbing their orbs together and all of this stuff and like they can control electricity and, and like some kid in my class found this and I was like in second grade or something. And he's like, this isn't real. These are lies. I was like, no, it's real. It's not but- lies. And then he showed it to the assistant teacher and the teacher made me admit it was lies. Mm. You're what? Not, you're not still bitter about this though, right? No, you're not holding not, a grudge. Not at all, David. <laughs> you know, you're <laughs> describing what George Lucas did with midichlorians, right? <laughs> right. That they control all energy and they're right. little microscopic. George, uh, George Lucas scooped second grade me. I just can't yeah. believe like this, this assistant teacher was like, you have to admit that, stop using your imagination, admit that it's lying. Being creative is lying. <laughs> yep. That sounds like teachers. It does. I went to a religious school. Yeah. It, it just made me dig in more. Though. It's like, fine, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to create more lies. Right. What if that teacher was like 
George Lucas in disguise. Ooh, Just yeah. Just like going school to school in disguise, uh, getting ideas. Or the FBI inserted into the school to prevent us from finding the truth about Zooks. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so in this book, The Snouters, Form and Life of the Rhino Grades, uh, he describes 138 species. That's commitment to the bit. Generally speaking, these fake species are described as mouse-like creatures with vestigial nubs for back legs, and its forelimbs have been modified for grasping. And they have, they all share in common a weirdly versatile nose called a nasorium, which is a made-up word, but sounds sciencey. It sounds mm-hmm. pretty science. Yeah. Sounds. It's a. What, I would mistake say the word that. again. Sorry. Nasorium. Hmm. I would mistake that for science. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. sounds like a fancy room of a mansion. Right. That only like rich people know mm, about. Yes, this is the nasorium. Yeah. Yeah. Where we have yeah. cocaine. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so some of these fake species walks with their nose, which is a will be a long leg-like appendage with a weird duck-like foot on the end or a claw, which there have been loving illustrations of these that are incredible. In fact, there have been fake taxidermies of these that you can look up. I'll provide some of them in the show notes. And they are absolutely wonderful i mean it's just like so it's so weird it's like this weird mouse with giant ears and then a long leg for a nose with like a weird duck foot or a claw and i just it's it's all it's all fake but i love how committed people are to trying i guess to trick people i'm not sure i don't think that's the intention i think it's sort of a loving thing sort of like the jackalope like people make like fake busts of jackalopes but then it's really sad because you realize the first few sightings of jackalopes are just like rabbits with HPV. Yeah, no, there, there's a real rabbit disease that causes these bunnies to have these huge growths, these horn-like growths from a uh, bunny HPV type virus uh, that creates these facial tumors. And it does look sometimes like antlers. Sometimes it looks like they have antlers coming out all over their face, which is quite horrifying. But yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Like that's I agree that I think that's probably where the jackalope myth comes from. I Um, mean, either that or some redneck was bored, which is where a lot of these things come from. Look, you know, I mean, they did think that when the guy who discovered the platypus brought in, they thought it was just some some guy who like sewed a bunch of animal parts together. So they must have experienced other people doing that, just sewing animal parts together. Of course, they d- platypuses are so weird. Oh my god, they have poisonous barbs on their feet. Yep. They have a third eye. What what is electrolocation? I still don't know. Yeah, Why they sweat milk. We're gonna talk about electroreception later on in the show, but yeah, they they don't have nipples. They sweat milk out of their bellies. My favorite fact about platypus. They are the original, like, that, that, I wonder if the person who, you know, those 90s Gatorade ads, I wonder if they just, like, saw a platypus. Oh, yeah, where mm. people are sweating Gatorade. That is, I what? like that, that it's like a platypus DNA that we would be able to sweat Gatorade to feed our young. What yeah. If, what if platypuses are where we're heading, like, yeah. evolutionarily speaking? Like, sure. what if it's not that they're weird, it's just that they're they're the answer? Right. Well, we'd be we'd be going back. We'd be going back to laying eggs. Right. No. What? Or we're going forward to laying eggs. Maybe f- laying eggs is very efficient. But also, if you 
like also sweat milk. I don't. Right. I mean, sw- and have weird, weird bills. And here's the thing: we're too smart to lay eggs. We need some sort of um, motivation to have kids. That's why sex feels good. Sure, but eggs are delicious. Yeah, so, like, but we would just eat all of our like, unfertilized can... eggs, and we would stop propagating. You just have the option. Like you'd be like, I'm going to keep one. Okay, so the theory is that if we evolved to have eggs again, that we would just, our species would die out because we would make omelets out of all of our own human eggs. I I mean, I don't understand why people have kids, so this could be my fault. (laughs) (laughs) Noted. Let's stick a pin in that thought about the end of the human race. Uh, (laughs) Back to the snouters. Some of these species will use their okay the fake species i have to keep saying fake species otherwise someone's gonna like make a comment about like katie golding Mm. katie golden spreading lies again um (laughs) they uh sometimes use their noses like a weird branching membrane that comes out of their nose to catch fish like a net some have giant ears that they flap around and fly with and they use their nose as a rudder to steer and some even have multi-pronged noses that they use to walk on. And I have very magnanimously provided you guys with pictures of all of these uh, interesting f- fake animals. Some of them they are, are some of them are probably using real animal parts of fake taxidermy, yeah. which is cool. That's the thing some about some of these cryptids. look like shrews. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. cryptids are always horrifying for animals, right? Like. It's just people hacking up animals and making <laughs> weird. Sometimes, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I often, mm-hmm. yeah. This one's awesome, though. Yeah, the, that the is walking on the so nose cool. one. Yeah, yeah. Wait, what year? I need to know though. Um, because of the ears and the rudder one. What year did Dumbo come out? Ooh, that's a good question. So the book, uh, the Snatters, came out in 1957. Dumbo, the movie, came out. No, not the Tim Burton. No. God damn it. No one's looking up the Tim Burton. But it's the yeah, best no, one. No. 1941. So, Whoa. oh, God. Disney is going to sue the crap out of this poor German zoologist. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I mean, but I think that the whole, like, using using giant ears to fly is sort of a a classic kind of, like, I think there were like these old bestiary books way back Mm -hmm. in in, uh, medieval times when they would speculate all these hilarious things about animals of like, oh, yeah, well, this animal's got big ears, so they use it to fly. Why not? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You'd see something once and then you'd commission an artist to draw it and be like, close enough. And then an elephant is basically just a cow with a big nose and mad eyes. Yep. Did you ever go to the Bestiaria exhibit at LACMA? It was. Uh, I did. It's amazing. Amazing. So cool. I love it. I love the. There's the. My favorite one is the cow that farts flames. What's that Ooh. called? Yes. The cow. It's. Oh, it's got a name. It's an astragon. Down somewhere. Astragon. It is an astragon. It's an astragon. I have to look up the what name. What else though. could they possibly have named it? The Bonacon. That's right. Okay. Yes. The Bonacon. We actually, I think we talked about this like years ago on the podcast. The Bonacon. It's a, it's a cow that spews flames out of its butt. 
Which is funny because there are actual, like, there's the bombardier beetle that sprays hot caustic uh chemicals out of its butt oh was this was this medieval crazy person accidentally predicting global warming sure (laughs) (laughs) let's say that it's more fun a time traveler trying to put global warming in a way that wouldn't get them burned as a witch back in the day exactly it sounds right As strange as these mythical rhino grades are, they're really not far off from how incredible animal noses can be. Take the star-nosed mole, who has a multi-pronged nose that looks like a mini-legged starfish. Each of these fleshy protuberances helps the blind mole sense vibrations underground to hunt down worms and insects. And as we'll soon discuss, there are animals who are just as strange as what the imagination can come up with when it comes to noses. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, You can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. 
Who was the first animal to develop a sense of smell? Probably something like the lancelet, a weird worm-like marine animal who almost looks like a fish, but it's not quite a fish. It's sort of a pre-fish with a notochord, a bundle of nerves that runs down its back instead of a spinal cord, a mouth, but no jaws, and eye spots instead of eyeballs. And of course, it's got its fair share of tentacles around its head. They have no nose to really speak of, but they are the most ancient animal known to have olfactory receptors, smell cells that run along its body. Not quite the sophistication of a pair of nostrils as fish would develop, but starting to get there. So guys, I feel like when we think about fish, we don't really think about their noses. It's, it's an oversight. I think we think about our noses and just imagine that they wouldn't work underwater and kind of just assume fish don't have them, maybe? Yeah. I've definitely pictured a fish with a human nose before. <laughs> uh, just for fun. I texted you a photo of a star-nosed mole, by the way, because they look like they exploded. Oh, I've seen them. Yeah, they look yeah. like they... they had a cartoon cigar. Yes, right, a cartoon yeah. exploding cigar, and and it burst their face, or they ran too fast into a wall, and it smooshed their their nose. Yes. I used yeah. to beg my parents for one. Um, oh yeah, no. they can just get you a star nose mole. Says yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it's fine. They were holding out on you. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, we don't think about fish having noses. I mean, like you said, like if we tried to breathe or smell underwater, we couldn't. We would drown. Uh, yeah. And yeah, I mean, thinking about a fish with a human nose, by the way, that I feel like that is my sleep paralysis demon, just like a fish <laughs> with a nose standing over me. We have found a way to come to land. Now we will drag you underwater. Uh, but, you know, fish do have nostrils. You've seen a fish, you've seen a couple little, little nostril holes. Uh, and they do, in fact, smell out of those those little nose holes. So smell is actually a really important sense for a fish because they have to use it to hunt for food or to avoid predation. Uh, but, you know, for most fish, it's just like a couple of little nostril holes. And we are going to talk about a fish who does not go for subtlety when it comes to their face parts. So a unicorn fish is exactly what it sounds like. It's a real-life unicorn in the form of a tropical fish who lives in the Indo-Pacific Ocean. So this is also known as a nasofish, uh, which <laughs> I, I think I like unicorn fish better. They are a genus of fish species with what looks like a long, quote, nose. So it's technically not a nose. It is a rostral protuberance, which isn't, I like that, rostral protuberance. It's a fleshy horn extension of their forehead, but it looks like the fish has a dang old nose. <laughs> it really does. Yeah, it, it looks like a fish with a, with a, a dainty ass nose here. Yeah, very long. And... Very long, dainty nose. Yeah. Like a long, thin nose. Like... A very serious-looking fish. Right. Uh, the fish looks offended in it a looks... lot of these pictures. Right. It looks snooty, and maybe I think it is because of the 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 nose. It's like when once you have a nose yeah. to look down uh, on, it, I feel like you kind of look snooty. Yeah, the fish looks like I'm mad at the fish for having more money than me. <laughs> 
and I don't think I don't think that's accurate, but I want to rob the fish. Uh, I mean, it looks like Mr. Burns. Going. It looks like Mr. Burns. It does. Yeah. It absolutely does. These fish range from tan coloration to cool colors like purplish pink, blue. Sometimes they're white. Sometimes they have fetching little red freckles and blue lipstick. So that nose really isn't a nose at all. It serves no nasal function and it is not attached to their nostrils. So unicorn fish is a very accurate title. It is it's just a flesh horn coming out of their forehead. So I, I do want to go into a bit about why fish don't have human noses. Like, have you ever asked yourself that question? Like, hey, why don't a fish just have a nose? Like, I have. <laughs> you know, they, they just have these little nostrils, but they never have like a full on human humanoid nose they don't they don't they also like don't have any kind of mammalian nose they don't have like a cat nose or a dog nose or like a cow nose i know now it's cute it's because it's horrifying when it's a human nose why is that it's like a human nose on a fish frightens and confuses me but like a cat nose on a fish it's cute now i would argue that a fleshy human nose on any animal Mm. would be frightening right there's no animal that would be improved by a human nose that's well it's it's the same reason a lot of cryptids are human parts on animals it it horrifies us to come face to face with the fact that we're just animals and to put ourselves onto other species yeah or the idea that maybe someone down the line had sex with an animal right (laughs) and that's I think you're thinking more into it than people who come up yeah, with these Yeah, I'm not cryptids. sure anyone... I think that might be a you thing, Dave. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll make a note. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's very uncanny valley once you start sticking human parts on an, an animal. I, there was a children's book that I'm just remembering right now where it was like about these cats, cat-like creatures that would walk on their hind legs but for whatever reason, the artist decided to give them full-on human noses, and it scared mm. the dickens out of me. Nightmares. That sounds that's, awful. That's freaky. When kitten walks on her hind legs, it already freaks me out. The <laughs> she cat just will walks walk on her hind legs. She yeah. walks through the house on her hind legs. Just howdy, howdy, humans. Yeah, just casually on her way to the litter box. <laughs> <laughs> like just a little rolled-up newspaper under, tucked under her, her arm. Just like gotta keep up with the world affairs. <laughs> Little cat newspaper. (laughs) The Muse. Let's check out the Muse for today. LOL. (laughs) Perfect. But, right, so fish, why don't they have noses? What the heck? Are they just too good for noses? Because they have nostrils. Well, so the nose does a lot of great work in protecting us in our terrestrial environment. And it is, we actually use our noses for breathing and it's connected to our lungs and throat. And so it's important to filter out air impurities with these little hairs inside of our noses, as well as to heat up the air before it hits our lungs. And I'll go into more detail about that later. But fish, on the other hand, do not use their nostrils to breathe. It's just to smell. So the, they're basically like pumping water in and out of their nostrils just to capture some smells with their olfactory receptors, whereas their breathing is done through their mouth and their gills. So they pump water in through their mouth and then through their gills. So yeah, the, the, their, those little nostrils really have nothing to do with breathing, just for sniffing the water. So I, you're saying I'm a fish. Mm. <laughs> Are you a mouth breather? 
I, I can't. My nose is just decorative at this point. It's I can't <laughs> smell anything. Allergies. It's, it's, yeah, I, I, I apparently you can't say I, I lost my sense of smell anymore. People freak out. But yeah, um, got COVID. Yeah. 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 No, I just fine. I lost it like five years ago. That said, <laughs> having. Yes. I mean, having the ability to breathe separately than smell is is would be a godsend, right? Oh, Most right. of the time. Yeah, yeah, are you kidding? For the bad smells. I'm very sensitive to smells, and sometimes I like get close to passing out because I just refuse to breathe when there's a bad smell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, yeah, it's just like I don't want the bad smells in, in, in my face, inside my nose, you, you know? It can be so strong you can almost taste it because they're connected. Right, right, exactly. Ugh. And like breathing through your mouth can help a little bit, but then it's just like now the bad poop smells are getting in my mouth, and I don't like that. I don't like right. that idea at all. Yeah. God, it would be nice to be a fish then. Also, you get to just poop in the water and not and forget about it. Yeah, and the farts just go straight up, right? They just right. bubble up. Exactly, exactly. Let the let the terrestrial creatures deal with our farts. Yeah. Do fit like fish fart? I don't know. I don't really think they do all that much. I know manatees fart like a lot. Uh, manatees, which are which are mammals, and they eat a lot of a lot of vegetation, a lot of fiber, and they actually use their farts to be able to manage their their floating. But it's a good question. I I don't really think fish fish fart uh, that much, if at all. They're missing out. <laughs> so, generally speaking, when fish have a a a nose like structure, like you see a fish and it's got like a protuberance that looks like a nose. Chances are it has nothing to do with it being an actual nose. It's probably just a rostrum or a fleshy extension that has nothing to do with their actual nostrils or, or like sort of olfactory system, which is exactly the case with the unicorn fish. Despite having this very Mr. Burns-like nose, it's not a nose. It's just, it's just a horn. And here's the thing. I don't think researchers necessarily knows what, what it's for. <laughs> I have a guess. Yeah, what do you think? To creep out predators? Like predators <laughs> are just like, oh no, I'm not eating that. I don't know. I'm not exactly sure what that is. They look at them head on and it's like, oh, I'm going to eat this fish. And then the fish turns in profile yeah. like, oh, oh, I don't like, like oh, that. Ew. No. <laughs> are there, is there a species that survives based on creeping out other species? I mean, besides humans. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I mean, there, sure, there's a lot of defensive behaviors that are meant to spook off uh, predators. But in terms of, like, like uh, there are butterflies or uh, caterpillars that have these big eye spots meant to scare predators. In, ter- in terms of just, like, creeping them out, there are, like, some caterpillars and spiders that look like poop. So, oh, okay. you know. I guess like that's a little off-putting, out. right? Exactly. Yeah, that's <laughs> uh, that seems to make the most sense in the animal kingdom. I just right. like the idea of a certain one that the predators are just like, mm, yeah, no. you're just unsettling. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with you. I, like I, a deer, I shouldn't eat you. Like a deer that has human hands, and you're and just the predators yeah. like. I mean, I don't wanna. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's not like an actual threat to me, but no, thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're like also, really hungry, you'll eat everything but the hands, probably. <laughs> also, just like unicorns, these unicorn fish are apparently very tasty. Oh. So, yeah. 
Nice. You just have to get past the idea of eating a fish with a human nose. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Again, it's it's I think that's how it would work, right? Like if yeah. someone slapped this on your plate, like served it to you, you'd be like, No thanks. Like <laughs> I don't see this a lot at restaurants. Right. I assume. I mean uh, I, yeah, I've I've never eaten a unicorn fish. I think I'd I remember. Mean, we don't live near where they are. Yeah. But I'd have to assume you have to, like, start children on unicorn fish young or else they're not going right. to touch it. Yeah. Or right, it's eaten out of desperation. Because it's like eating a Simpsons character. Like, they look yeah. like a Simpsons yeah. character. The The profile is, I mean, it's so Simpsons-esque. It's weird. It's like it's like a cartoon face. If, if people haven't looked it up, definitely look it up. Uh, it's like, I don't know. Like, if I was... This is why I don't go in the ocean, first of all. I don't go in the ocean. Um, and it's not because of sharks. It's because of things like this or like crabs when it's like, oh, yeah, the ocean has like ocean spiders and nosed yeah. fish. It's like, no, I don't need to be in there. I don't need to be amongst that. Mm. Most of the crabs are in the sand. Yeah, that's even worse. I, because I then just you can't wanna... trust the floor. I'd love to just like sort of lie, lay at the bottom of the ocean. Just let all of them crawl over me. Just like. Mm. You know, use my body as a playground. We're right. iso isopods, deep sea isopods, and crabs, and sure. and sea spiders. Get all you know. It's gonna be fun. Tickles. This is lots of tickles. Totally <laughs> lots tickles. of tickles on the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> well, I can't go to the next section without mentioning the sawfish. So. Mm. The sawfish are found all over the world in tropical and subtropical waters. They are a species of ray. So rays are uh, related to sharks and manta rays. And the sawfish have a long, flat rostrum. So again, the rostrum is that pointy, uh, sort of like fleshy protuberance from their head, which is not a nose, uh, but looks <laughs> quite a bit like a nose. Uh, and for the sawfish, their rostrum is flat with chainsaw-like teeth all the way around it, just like a chainsaw. <sighs> what a hot! Yeah. What what's happened? What what what's their problem? Mm. Like, what is this? Jud coming in hot with the judgments are sorry. Are like, I what are, what's their deal? Why <laughs> isn't there more animals like this? Why well, is it just them? <laughs> It sounds like you're saying what's all of our problem for not having a face chainsaw. Actually, honestly, kind of. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, I guess uh, like different strokes for different folks is when it comes to evolution. Um, the, so it really does look like you stuck a sideways chainsaw onto sort of a flattened shark. And there is a purpose of the, for this thing. Um, first of all, so those teeth all the way around the rostrum, you might wonder like, well, how did teeth get over there? And that is a correct concern because they aren't really teeth. They're not teeth like you would find in your mouth. They are actually hardened dermal denticles. So a denticle hmm. is a tooth-like projection. So it can be like a fleshy projection often found in uh, marine animals, but it, it can be fleshy. It can also be very hard, which is the case for sawfish. Sharks also have a lot of denticles on their skin, usually microscopic denticles. It's what gives their skin this sort of harsh sandpapery feel. Um, 
But for the sawfish, they are these rather large denticles that are hard and they look like teeth, but they're technically not like mouth, mouth teeth. They're not mouth bones. So they can actually grow to be quite large, up to about seven and a half meters, which is about 25 feet, which led a lot of people back in the day, back in olden times, to think that the sawfish would use its face saw to chop people up and eat them. <laughs> I feel like You're- it's reasonable to think that. If you came across this, you might never want to go into the ocean again. I don't know if that's the case for you or if it's just New England. No, just oceans. Like, there's nothing in the ocean that makes me want to go in the ocean. We're, we're just breezing past the word denticles here. Mm-hmm. Dental tentacles. Yeah, dental tent tentacles. That's wonderful. Yeah. What a great <laughs> word. It is a um, good word, isn't it? I love it. Der- also, yeah. dermal denticles, because that just means skin skin bumps, but, you know, dermal denticles. Yeah, I mean, like, I love the idea of, like, some olden times, like, because, you know, back in the day, people couldn't just go scuba diving all the time. So you had this, like, old-fashioned scuba suit, you know, with a big big diving helmet. And this guy comes back up after his adventure. And they're like, well, wh- what's it like down in the ocean? He's like, yep, ocean's full of chainsaws. Yep. It's like, what? Yeah. Yep, yep. Shark- sharks have chainsaws. There's chainsaw what's sharks. A- Let's. What's a chainsaw? Well, you don't need to know. You just need to know the sharks got them and we can't go back in. Yeah, never going back in. Because when you see one of these, there's always, I'm sure this is how sea monsters happen. It's like, you see something like this, and you're not even sure if it's the adult or baby. Yeah. Where it's like, do these get any bigger? Uh, Right, how would you know? Yeah. Yeah. Giant squids are some of the few um, cryptids to be proven real. Because you describe that, and people are like, no. No, (laughs) yeah. That thing's horrifying. Eyes the size of dinner plates. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And yeah, they can grow up to be a healthy size. They're, you know, they're healthy boys. They get pretty big. Mm-hmm. So the saw is not used to chop up people or even to chop up large marine animals. Humans are actually too big for sawfish to eat. But the saw is used for hunting. So they can use this saw to locate prey because like we were talking about earlier, Hana, uh, they have electroreceptors in it. So... There are these tiny bulbs used uh, by sharks and by uh, these sawfish in their basically in their snout area for for the sawfish. It's in this the the chainsaw nose area. But these tiny bulbs used for electroreception are called the ampullae of Lorenzini, which I love. <laughs> Just so who's naming all it's this? It's so I don't Some- know. What champion is naming? I guess Lauren, this stuff? probably Lauren. I think Lauren Zini probably named them. Like these are the yeah. ampullae of me, Lauren Zini. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's what I want named after me. Yeah, <laughs> actually, kind of. That's something, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, it's that'd something. be pretty cool. Leave yeah. your mark on the world. Yeah, but yeah. So they these these little receptors can detect electrical signals fish make. As their muscles move, so every time your muscles move, even every time you think, there are there is a very faint electrical signal that is released, um, and that can be detected by sharks in general and by this sawfish through its cool chainsaw nose. It awesome. is probably the coolest fish, right? Sure. What's I the- mean, there's lots of cool fish. 
I mean, what counts as a fish? Because as, as far as I could tell, this like, does scientifically, the word fish has no. Right. There was a whole thing about that. Like that cuttlefish looks... are fish. That fish is like a weird. Yeah, like... cuttlefish are uh, mollusks. Yeah, fish is, it's similar to when we talk about reptiles. It's kind of a weird classification. Yeah, I mean, but we call jellyfish fish. We just we just throw that would, term around right. so casually. Yeah, I would say if the name is fish, like if it has fish in the name, that's a, maybe a lie. My rule is always that if it's got like a vertical tail and gills, then it's probably some sort of fish. And like if I saw it in the ocean, which I would never go into, but if it's got like a horizontal floppy tail... And like some sort of hole mm-hmm. for air, then I'm ah, guessing but it's some but sort sometimes of... it's a, but sometimes it's a, an amphibian. Sure. Gotcha. Is a broad strokes. Boom, roasted. Oh. <laughs> nice roasted. broad strokes. Oh boy. Uh, yeah. No, I mean like basically. Yeah, I mean like fish and yeah, we do call a lot of things like jellyfish fish. Jellyfish are not fish. But yeah, in general, I think, Dave, that is a good call. Like, if it's got gills, if it's got either cartilage or bones, uh, you know, uh, at least a notochord, if not a spine, then it's a fish. If it's made out of goo, like a jellyfish, it's not a fish. Right. <laughs> if it's just all goo, or if it's all squish, like a like a cuttlefish, it's not a fish. That right. That is actually, you know, they're related to squid and, and octopuses. Um, but these uh, sawfish are indeed fish, just like uh, just like sharks are. Sharks is fish. Um, whereas, <laughs> as we know, whales are not fish because they are confused mammals who went back inside the ocean for fun. Yeah, for fun. Yeah, they're failure mammals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, like they're mammals that. Gave uh, yeah, up. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, dolphin, I just, why, like, why do we worship dolphins so much? Yeah, they just decided to hold their breath Lazy. for a really long time. It, it, in the ocean. Yeah. Lazy. Why, why, why do we think they're yeah. so smart? It's just insulation. It's brain yeah. insulation. They get cold. Speaking of weird noses, they move their nose to like the top of their heads. Weirdos. Mm-hmm. Right? Weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> so the sawfish, right, Who who's not a nose, but uh, rostrum, nose like saw dealy. Uh, yeah, can detect fish with the electroreception. It also has a more sinister use, which is smacking prey. So it does kind of use it like a saw. So it's not, they don't really slice and dice up prey like a saw would. It doesn't rotate and like make noises like an actual saw. Um, does that is make it a more saw like noise? a skewer? I may not. Mm. Sorry. I don't yeah, it's more like, well, it's. No, like you get a bunch of fish kebabs li- like all around your your rostrum. Yeah, it doesn't mm. quite. Uh, that would be fun. Like a little like it's serving little hors d'oeuvres at like a fish party. And it's got yeah. little hors d'oeuvres all, all around. On the <laughs> I like that. But not probably not really. Not in reality. You liar. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's more just like it smacks them hard and it stuns them probably just startles them more than anything because this thing comes out of nowhere with a, a softer face. And then uh, once they've smacked them and incapacitated, then they get to chomp them up with their actual mouth. Mm. Uh, and, and they can use it for defense against predators or people who are silly enough to like pick up a sawfish and be like, hey, look, Martha, I found a sawfish. And then it kept, <laughs> it's going to cut you because, you know, 
Yeah. While they don't prey on people, they don't hunt people, they will like smack you if you, you know, it's, get in of their course. space. Everything about this species is telling us not to do that. Right. I feel like if you do that, that's on you. <laughs> it seems just generally good for them to have a saw on their face. Like, it's not one use. It's just, look, we got a saw on our face. We're going to use it the way we're going to use it. Right. Well, are they evolving, you think, so that they can be a chainsaw, an organic chainsaw? Mm. You think that's the goal? Maybe. They're like, look, once I, these things rotate, we're going to get them. on land. I can't speak for them, but I'm sure there are like some sawfish like going around, like slapping their slapping their rostrum, going like, "We get some batteries in this baby, get some, get, yeah. get a motor going, and now we're cooking with gas." Yeah. Now we'll see who's the apex predator. You right, know, it's all over. Trying for to us. unseat great white sharks. Yeah. <laughs> all they need then is like a human nose, some human hands. Uh, oh to boy! Just be horrifying. <laughs> oh god. A hockey, a hockey mask. A hockey mask. Yes. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, perfect. A little hockey mask. Someone, Aww. someone make a cryptid. <laughs> some, some maniac stuff. Right. Stuff one of these fish. Would the would the Jason origin story of the sawfish be that someone like beached beached it and turned into a ghost underwater? Because isn't it like with Jason in with the Jason, horror he... movies? It's like he was drowned. As a child, he drowned, but not really. Uh, and in the first movie, it right. was his mom who killed all the people. And then in the second one, I he see. gets his mother's head. And it turns out he hadn't drowned. Ah. Um, and then I think in the sixth one, Tommy Jarvis um, drowns him successfully in the lake. And then he's stuck down there until a tele- telekinetic powers of Tina Shepard uh, resurrects him if you wanted ah. to know this why won't you go in the ocean of course because uh, th- there's so many <laughs> scary things in the ocean so yeah in this version the fish would be um on the land uh the fish would be right would be up. beached yeah beached right you know there's nothing to yeah. be scared of the only time i touched a jellyfish it was a condom it's i mean that's something to be scared <laughs> of i guess it's, Whatever. It's creepy in there. The I mean, ocean if I'm is diseased, creepy. It's it's been a long time. It doesn't want us. You can't <laughs> even drink the water. Like it's it's you don't. Mm. It doesn't want us. It's literally trying to push us out of it all the time. That's just wave after wave of I the mean, ocean. Like get out, get out. You can dive under what's those. Not, it's fun. What's yeah. not? What's not inviting about like saw sawface fish and like Mr. Yeah. Burns fish. Yeah, really right. fostering a welcoming environment. Yeah, then, like, seaweed just... tangling your ankles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, just get, just give me a little tickle. Something brushes up against you, it's just a little tickle. Hi there. Yeah, it's a perfect. I got place. a big. I got a software nose. Hi there. <laughs> Why are fish and reptiles satisfied with nostrils, while mammals go all out for noses? It actually comes down mainly to thermoregulation. Reptiles and other cold-blooded animals are ectotherms who rely on their environment to thermoregulate, like sitting in the sun or shade. Mammals, and coincidentally birds as well, are warm-blooded or endotherms and rely on internal body regulation to keep our temperature steady. Endotherms have more rapid metabolisms and must breathe faster while making sure our internal body temperature is warm, but not too warm and not too cold. 
So our noses actually perform a very important function, an air conditioner, heater, purifier, and humidifier all in one. Breathing quickly means that without a humidifier, we would lose a lot of our internal moisture. So our noses have structures called turbinates, bony protrusions, bony protrusions covered in a mucous membrane. The cilia hairs and mucous membrane captures air as it passes and moistens it, warms it, or cools it, and purifies it. So once it reaches the sensitive tissues of our lungs, it's gone through a whole premium treatment to make it suitable for our bodies. When we return, we're going to discover even more uses for noses other than sniffing and conditioning air. And folks, it's batty. <laughs> the joke is we're actually we're going we're going to talk about bats. We're going to talk about bats. We'll be right back. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.
Bats are mostly known for their incredible ability to echolocate, sending out clicks and receiving spatial information based on the echoes they get back. But not all bats rely all that much on echolocation, such as the mega bat fruit bats, larger bats who like to munch on tasty fruit all day. And bats aren't really blind. They have functional eyes. It's just that bats who fly dark night skies or hunt at night rely on their echolocation much more than their eyesight. And while it may not seem obvious, bat noses are some of the most fascinating honkers in the animal kingdom. So we're going to talk about bat noses. It's what Ooh. everyone's been waiting for. Yay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like, it, I feel like this is bringing it back full circle to the rhino grades, the, the fake like weird true mice with the huge noses that they walk on or like fly with their ears and stuff. Because like bats are basically as incredible as like what this zoologist came up with in terms of like the diversity of noses and uses for the noses. It's really incredible. Um so, you know, bats are mostly known for their sonar, uh, but they also use their noses in ways that are really important. So some bats actually even use their noses in echolocation. So they can echolocate with like their mouth or their tongue or their throat, but they can also echolocate using their nose basically as like a resonance chamber to send out clicks uh, like a megaphone. But they also have incredible diversity in terms of like the shapes that noses come in and the functions that they do. So one really cool example is how vampire bats use their nose. So they use those large upturned sort of like like pointy shaped nose uh, to literally feel for heat coming off of the blood pumping through their host's arteries. Ooh. Those creeps. That's crazy. <laughs> it looks like they're gently nuzzling their their uh, host. Like they'll be on like cow leg and you'll see them kind of like sniffing around sort of nuzzling with their nose. But it's really they're hunting down to find where that tasty vein is so that they can so, sink in and get, get some nice blood. Can did, you switch tabs? I just want to see that nose one more time. Did we know that? Okay, that's oh, this a vagina. Sorry, that's not. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's not, not it? The, that's not the vampire bat. Let me get a vampire bat. Oh, I I'm sorry. Okay, that's okay. It's it's coming confusing up next. There are a lot a of... bat with a vagina face, apparently. <laughs> I'm sorry. Was, I actually find no, no. It's very funny. Uh, no, I, I actually think uh, vampire bats are super, super cute. Aww. <laughs> yeah. So cute. So Did cute, we... right? They have such cute little faces. Yeah, they just Aww. want some blood. I'd they just that want that little blood. I'd, not gonna I'd give you. them my yeah. blood. Yeah. Do they, uh, <laughs> when we called them vampire bats, was it just because they drank blood? Uh, yeah. Did we know at the time that they apparently can sniff out blood like a vampire would too? Like that's really no. va vampiric of them to be like, Isn't I can it? sense your blood with my nose. Weird, like, right? As if vampires are maybe actually real and the FBI is just right. trying to keep us from finding out the truth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I mean, they are real. There are people with an issue that makes them obsessed with drinking blood. And there are also people who react really badly to sunlight because they have a condition. All of these 
things affect humans. They're just very rare and often psychological. Right. And then there are people who dress up like bats to fight crime. Right. <laughs> That's uh, true. Real yeah. life people who do that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. But the vampire bat noses actually have these like little tiny pores in their nose that are these, they're called pit organs. And they're these like little uh, thermosensory organs that can like actually detect heat coming out of it. And so they can detect, it's sort of like, you know how sometimes uh, doctors have that vein finder. It's like this thing that can, can show you where the vein is so they can uh, if someone's got hard-to-see veins in their arm, they can give you injections more easily. It's like that, except they use it to drink your blood. Cool. Little cuties. Little stinkers. They're, They're so very cute. cute. Uh, I yeah. want one. If, the picture... If the I picture, wasn't afraid of... The specific picture that you posted, he looks like uh, like someone just threw a surprise birthday party. Like he's a five-year-old boy, and they've surprised him with a yeah. birthday party. Yeah, if Bloodborne surprise, it's a it bunch exists. of yeah, right, right. Like if rabies wasn't an issue, I would totally volunteer to get my blood sucked by one of these cuties. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you throw a surprise party for like a vampire bat, it's it's just like a bunch of cow legs that are bleeding, and it's like, oh, you shouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. Um, uh, so cute. Uh, but vampire bats are not the only bats with a interesting specialized nose. I, I can't. There are so many different bat noses. I, I, if I talked about every bat nose, this it would be the whole podcast for the rest of all known time and space. And I can't do that. I, I simply can't. Uh, but I beg you, please look up just like Google bat noses and admire the bat noses. Is there one with human nose? Is there one with a human nose? Yeah. Um, depends on what your definition of human nose is. <laughs> like a fleshy human nose, like a not skin well, colored. not quite. No, I would say no. I would say uh no. But okay. they have like MC Escher drawing noses, like a <laughs> puzzle of a nose. Horseshoe bats uh use their noses for really interesting things. So they have uh, these incredibly strange nose structures that it looks like a weird M.C. Escher drawing, maybe a little bit uh, Georgia O'Keeffe, Hannah, as you were saying earlier, a little a slight, a slightly Georgia O'Keeffe-esque, I would say, you know, uh, slightly. Uh, I could have been reading into it. <laughs> well, look. You know, the, it's got a lot of interesting folds and, and, and things and, and shape and stuff. So they are shaped so interestingly because these folds and flaps and, and beautiful nose structures can help focus sound frequencies so they can specifically focus their sonar better. Oh, which like is my really, vagina. it's like... <laughs> 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 it, it seems to defy physics these noses and i love them and then there's also the sword nose bat which <laughs> is that a sword on your nose or are you just happy to see me nice i say to the bat trying to seduce a bat anyways <laughs> yeah they have they have a dang sword on their face it's just yeah. a big long sword it's a genus the sword nose bats yeah. are a genus yeah, I know, right? Congratulations. Big nose energy. Uh, you, 
you know how much fun we would have with swords on our faces or like horns i guess they're Uh, called horns if we had if we had like a unicorn horn it would yeah we would we would either be having a blast or we wouldn't exist anymore because we would all died out stabbing (laughs) each other with our horns right but like we wouldn't invent i'd use it to change the channel Oh yeah, I'd use it to change the channel on my television remote. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Sensible mm-hmm. chuckle weekly. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean we would definitely, we would definitely sword fight ourselves to death, wouldn't we? If we had face oh. swords, we'd we'd have like yeah, we'd have be, to cork them. Over. People would be sharpening <laughs> them, you know, like real edge lords would be like right sharpening their their horns. I mean, they would have to grow during puberty. Because right. you can't give birth to that, and that is the worst time to start having a horn. Yeah. <laughs> now, luckily for these bats, uh, these nose, these sword noses are actually not sharp. They're not hard. They're flappy. They're it's like you know, like a kitty ear. Kind of looks like it's a sharp point, but you poke it and it's flippity floppy, like that. Aww. Yeah. So. No. Uh, they are genus of bat species that looks like they have a long blade coming out of the tops of their noses. It's longer than their entire head, so it's quite impressive. Uh, they are found in South and Central America, and they are insectivores, like a lot of bats. Uh, and so insectivore bat species, sonar is really important to them for hunting, to be able to find those little insects at night. And so these bats have a bat hunting technique known as aerial hawking. So aerial hawking, just sort of like the bird, the hawk, is a technique where the bat catches insects mid-flight. And because they need to do this, having super precise, really strong echolocation skills is super important. And there is a research on these interesting noses, and they are finding that this is likely an adaptation to be able to use more precise echolocation. So research seems to suggest that the rainforest canopy environment that they live in requires them to have adaptive sonar that allows them to, to precisely target prey at long distances, even though there's a lot of stuff, like a lot of sort of extra stuff and, and noise going on inside of their forest environment. And then also that this sonar is so precise that they can actually detect the glinting echolocation off of an insect's beating wings so like they they hit like imagine just like you kind of glance off of a moth's beating wing and you know where it is it's amazing that's pretty that's impressive i was just gonna say they're like batman they're like Batman. it all makes sense they're a little bat well they're they're like man bat you know little man bat or bat bat they're they're bat bats they're bats (laughs) they're bats they're just bats all right yeah. It doesn't have to be a man all a the great time. time. <laughs> <laughs> they seem to be having a great time, right? Like has there been yeah. a, like a, there's not like a kids cartoon about the world of bats. Uh No. But there it feels be. like it'd be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. 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 Like the Zack Snyder owl movie. Um oh, but bats. The, the Guardians the the Guardians, Guardians of Kahul. Have you seen that? Kahul. <laughs> no, it's I a haven't. real bummer. It turns out owls' <laughs> lives are a real bummer. But I feel like oh, bats geez. are having a great time, just soaring yeah. through the air, sniffing, sniffing out things with their weird sonar and their. I mean, their... your life would be honestly a bummer if you coughed up poop. Yeah, it's just a bonus. Dissected that technically, Hannah, it's not poop. They are they are pellets and they are distinct waste material. 
Sure. Bats? Yeah, I think they're having a pretty good time because, like, they're, they're, like, bat society is surprisingly chill. Like, they're pretty social and they don't really fight that much. They are, you know, maybe they'll have the occasional squabble, but they really don't attack each other much. They, sorry. They adopt yeah, babies. Oh which is. They do. They do communal upbringing of young, and they help out new new mother bats. And also, guys, the the male bats will give the females oral sex just as much Aww. as the females give the males oral sex. Yeah, Aww. bat society is great. That's so cute. They're having a great time. Bats are having a great time. Having a great time. And the last bat I want to talk about, one of my favorite bats. I just love them so much. They're called the hammerhead bats. And I have covered these on the show before on our Bats episode, but I think they deserve an encore, especially on this Nose episode, because they have such impressive honkers. And I really do mean honkers, because they honk with them. So they are large bats found in West and Central Africa, and they are the largest bat on continental Africa with a wingspan of up to one meters or about three feet. They eat fruit and they don't use that much sonar, just like a lot of other uh, fruit bats. They don't really need it to hunt because uh, fruit does not generally move around all that much. You can just swoop down there and get it. But still, the males have this impressively large and chonky nose. It looks like someone glued a boombox to their faces. I want you guys to go and appreciate the hammerhead bat like right now. I have a picture of it. You gotta look at it. This it's is the, the last one. The last one, right? That looks yeah. uh Yeah. Looks like a Simpsons character. It looks like a Doberman. Yeah, it's adorable. <laughs> it's a Doberman. It's so cute, cute, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I wanna boop the nose. The nose must be yeah. booped. It's an interesting thing, right? Because they don't really need to use much echolocation, what's with the big fancy nose? Uh, and it is used to seduce the ladies, just like a boom box. They use this box-like nose as a resonance chamber to honk. Sexual honking. Woo! <laughs> the best kind of honking. Yes. Right. They can do up to 120 honks a minute. That is a lot of honks. That's two honks a second, right? Math? Sure. Look, I can't do math. I'll just trust whatever numbers you say. But I think so, right? Yes. Yeah, 60 seconds in a minute, 120 honks a minute would mean, yeah, you're right. Two honks a second. Whoa. That means I did math. Congratulations. That means you did math. Thank oh, my you. God. But <laughs> you win the award for best at math on this podcast. So when I say honk, you probably kind of think of it as like a goose honk, but the bat honking sounds a lot more like an alien abduction than like a car honk or a goose honk. So take a listen to this, you guys. To be honest, I was I was hoping for a goose honk. You know what uh, it sounds like? You know those squeaky <laughs> hammers? Those squeaky hammers yeah. that you like, yeah. I was hoping for a real, like a, or like a truck honk. <laughs> right. Like a real, like, <laughs> like something just really disruptive. I mean, that's cool, too. The well, sounds they make. 
that's what humans use to seduce ladies, and it right. is really disruptive yeah. of our lives. I, I want like one of those personalized honks, like one of those horns that you get on a car that's like da 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 da. Yes, every time you honk. <laughs> but no, it is the alien sounds. In fact, like uh, people who have to live near these bats often find them to be quite a nuisance because of all these like alien honks that keep going on every night, all night, all the time. Horny bats making mm. lots of noise. <laughs> I mean, I, I love them. I think they're cute. But I, I suppose I could imagine if you're trying to sleep every t- every night and then you just hear a bunch of horny bats going like, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> it's annoying. Oh, yeah. Do they live? Where do they live? They live in Western Central Africa. Oh, okay. So not the same place as Howler Monkey. Thank God. That, that, that <laughs> Yeah. There are parts of the world where the screams of horny animals are the bane of humans trying to sleep. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, if you live near coyotes and foxes, that's certainly true. We do, but we don't hear them that much. They're, they're good about it. They're polite. Yeah. I think uh, I think that's a, that's something an animal has to learn, right? Is to have like <laughs> I feel like if they're too loud, then we'll just show up and start killing. Right. Them. Yeah. Like, We're sorry, you want to mate too loud, <laughs> so they have to be polite if they're near if they're well, near I, us. Unless they can fly like these bats. Like if they're yeah, too, then there's no if, catching these little if things. If there's if they're too much of a nuisance to kill, then they're just gonna annoy us. Yeah. This is why parrots exist, because they could fly away at any point. Yeah. Uh, they can so, just, like, ins- it's like, that's why they're the only talking animal. They get to insult us and then fly away. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I always thought it was the correct vessel for Jello Biafra's voice to, to come out of was a parrot. He sounds like a human parrot. He does. He really does. That's the, that's the correct version of his voice. Yeah. Who is, wait, sorry, repeat, who did you just say? Uh, lead singer of Dead Kennedy. Oh, okay. Are you a Dead Kennedys fan, Katie? No. Right, I'm sorry. Fair. I don't it's listen right. to music. I just listen, I, I don't listen to music. I only listen to, like, horny animal sounds. That's, That's my music. Well, the lead singer of the Dead Kennedys kind of sounds like yeah. a horny animal sound. It, it, like, his voice oh, okay. seems like it would come out of some kind of animal. Def- yeah, I see. like, it, if you can imagine how a parrot would sing. Yeah. Right. About the I government. might like the Dead Kennedys then. If it sounds yeah. like a horny animal, I'll like it. Oh, yeah. You'll love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you guys, I think we've gone through every nose in the world. We've de- we did every it. We covered one. every nose. Every single one. A, a complete collection of noses. Thank you guys so much for joining me on, on this, this nasal adventure. So, hey, do you got anything to plug? Doesn't have to be about noses. Could be anything. Anything you want to plug. Uh, yeah, we're we are going to, because uh, we're we're getting our stuff together. Have a podcast about cryptids uh, called Cryptid Bits, and it will be awesome. We don't know when it's coming out. We're really organized over here, and and I definitely did not saddle Dave with yet another podcast when he already had too many. Um. <laughs> Yeah, that's coming. Out. I, I, I'm assuming by March. March. Um, uh, it'll be on Gamefully Unemployed's network. That's uh, me and Tom Ryman's podcast and uh, streaming network. If people are interested, they can go to Gamefully. Uh, no, sorry, they can go to Patreon.com/slash/GamefullyUnemployed and see all our stuff there. We have exclusive podcasts. We watch movies with people every Friday night. So yeah, it's fun. Uh, check it out. 
Thank you guys so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a rating or review. I read all of them. They all warm my cold little fish heart. And if you are interested in asking a question or just getting in touch with me, sending me pictures of your pets, please send your emails to creaturefeaturepod at gmail.com. You can also find me online at creaturefeaturepod on Instagram, at creaturefeetpod on Twitter. That's F-E-A-T, not F-E-E-T. That is something very different. Uh, and thank you so much for listening. Thanks to the Space Cossacks for their super awesome song, Exalumina. Creature Features, a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts like the one you just heard, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or guess what? Very listen to your old dang old shows. See you next Wednesday. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.